Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Bartholomew. I know somebody's seen him. Have you seen him? Hey, have you seen my sheep? Okay, everybody's got to practice with me. I want to hear your best sheep voice. Okay, we're all going to bleed like sheep. Okay, you ready? On the count of three, everybody give me your best sheep voice. We're going to hear him. I know we're going to hear him in here this morning. Ready? One, two, Y'all are doing good. My dad's going to be so mad. Where's my sheep? Little Bartholomew. There's sheep all over the country. And I've got to find my one Bartholomew. You know that Job had 14,000 sheep? When Solomon dedicated the temple... You know how many, how many sheep he sacrificed? 120,000 sheep. We got sheep. We got a lot of sheep. But I got to find Bartholomew. The youngest is always responsible to take care of the sheep. My dad is not going to be happy that I lost Bartholomew. You remember David, right? Everybody's heard about King David. David was a shepherd. He was a great shepherd. youngest. Remember when Samuel came to anoint the next king and everybody got their shot before kings, the prophet Samuel. And then what they say? There's still one, the youngest, and he's out taking care of the sheep. There's always the youngest. Well, can I tell you a story in the meantime? So, uh, nobody wants to hear a story? So let me tell you a little bit about shepherds. Shepherds had a very specific attire that they'd wear. There was the, the tunic, which was just a cotton garment. And then on the outside, we have these, what's called abbas. They're, they're usually made of camel's hair, skin, water resistant. We can lay out in the rain and the water just goes right on off and they're warm when it's winter. Then we always carry around, I, I know you've heard about the shepherd's rod. This is a little bit bigger rod, but the, the rods were for protection. The shepherds carry these rods around to help beat off the beast and, and take care of the sheep protection. A lot of people don't know this, but the king's scepter, how many of you have heard about king's scepters and they hold them out as a sign of power and authority? The king's scepter was fashioned after the shepherd's rod. It was a sign of 
the king being the shepherd of their people. The shepherds would use the rod as well when when it came time to mark the sheep for offerings. They would allow, and I'm sure you've read scripture verses about this, but they would allow the sheep to pass under the rod. And every tenth sheep would have been marked with some sort of dye. And that tenth sheep, every tenth sheep was set aside wholly to the Lord because of the rod. The rod would bring the dye that would mark the sheep. The rod that was used for correction. The rod that was used for protection was used to mark these are holy, set apart to the Lord. And then there's the, the shepherd's staff. When you think about shepherds, this is probably what you think about. These were used to guide the sheep along. If the sheep was getting too close to the edge, the shepherd can reach out and pull them back in. Sometimes sheep get parasites and you've got to inspect them. I don't want to touch them. We use this. And then the, sheep, the shepherd also would carry around the shepherd's bag. And the shepherd's bag was usually made out of a dry skin. And inside, the, we'd keep our food. We'd keep, you know, bread and cheese and olives, dried fruits, things like that. Things that we could bring with us out into the fields, out into the mountains. And then there's the shepherd's flute. Or the pipe. It was a double, uh, double flute. And we could just play it. Soothe the sheep. Soothe me. Soothe my nerves, not just the sheep. It's interesting. The word in Arabic for psalm actually means played on the flute. And then there was the sling. How many of you remember David's sling? Anybody remember David's sling? There was David's sling, and shepherds would carry slings. A lot of people think about that as protection. You put a rocket, and you swing it, and you hit the giant, kill the giant. But sometimes the sling could be used to move the sheep along. If the sheep were going too slow, just put a rock in there, sling it, let the rock fall behind the sheep, startle the sheep, the sheep take off. Get them moving. Oh, the shepherd's life. The shepherds were responsible for a lot of things, but some of the main things we're responsible for is feeding the sheep. That's a process. Sheep like to eat, and they are so picky about what they eat. They like the fresh, plush, green grass. So during the summer months, the end of summer, harvest would happen, and the, the farmers would come out and harvest. They harvest their fields, and then they allow the, the poor to come out and glean whatever's left over from the fields, and then they allow us shepherds to bring our sheep into their fields and, and feed, but by that time, there's not a lot left, and so after we allow our sheep to graze in the fields, we have to go out into the wilderness and, and allow them to eat out there. During the winter months, I have to bring my sheep to my homestead and find a place in the peasant house or in my house or someplace. They got to go somewhere. 
you imagine fitting all my sheep in your house? And then you got to feed them. You got to make sure that they have food. You have to make sure that they're taken care of. And if you don't have room in your house, then usually shepherds would take their sheep. If there's no room in their homestead, they take them out to the mountainside. Let the mountains, they've cut down trees. You know, sheep are really picky eaters, so they'll eat the green twigs on the tree, but they won't eat the old stuff. They want it fresh. Not only do we have to feed the sheep, but we have to water the sheep. And, 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 and sheep are very particular about their water. You can't just take them to any old river or any old fountain. It won't work. They've got to have gentle, calming pools of water. If it's too loud or moving too quick, they won't drink. So you have to find the right pool of water where they can drink from still water. And then they drink until it's summertime and the pools of water dry up. Then you got to find another solution because there's no water pool. So the other problem is that people put rocks over their wells so you can't even get into the well. So as a shepherd, i got to move the rocks so that they can drink out of the well. And these aren't just small rocks. We're talking big rocks to cover the top of the well. Then you have to protect the sheep. That's a task. You're out in the middle of the wilderness, out in the mountains, out in the middle of the fields. They want to eat. Every animal wants to eat your sheep. So you have to protect them. You have to stay awake at night and watch over them. You have to build a a fence around them. And we would take a bunch of thorn bushes and mangle them up. You try making them fence out of a bunch of thorn bushes. Think about what that does to your hand. And stretch it out to protect the sheep. 14,000 sheep. You gotta try to build a fence around them with thorn bushes. And then the sheep have to be prepared to be sheared or butchered, whatever you're gonna do with them. And if you wanna shear the sheep, they have to be washed, they have to be dry, you have to go through the whole process, they gotta be clean, and then the most valuable is the white wool, and so you have to know what color wool they have and separate them, and then you gotta shear them, and then if, if, you're, gonna, if you're gonna sell them, oh, and then there's a whole process, almost forgot this, you gotta mark their ears. And so if they're your sheep, we, we call them earmarks. You gotta, you gotta mark their ears so you know which sheep are yours, so you don't get them confused with somebody else's sheep. You know, there's sheep everywhere. So you got to mark their ears, usually a special knife, killing knife is called, and you just mark their ear. Yeah, it's painful in the moment for the sheep, but we know whose is ours. You protect them, and then you got to shear them, and then you got to get their meat ready, and then sometimes they'll... You know, people want garments with the wool, and so you leave the wool on and make clothes out of them. And then there's their horns, and you got to cut their horns off. How many of you remember the horn of oil that anointed David? That's the horn. Well, that's not the horn, but you get the point. Everything that they have need of. 
Sheep are really funny. I got to tell you something. We were out in the field that night. I can remember it like it was yesterday. We were just taking care of our sheep. Bunch of sheep. Ah! All night long. Watching for animals. Real exciting life. And in the middle of the bleeding sheep and trying to get the sheep to lay down and trying to take care of them, we're out in the middle of the fields and there shows up right in front of us an angel. Have you seen an angel? I saw the angel. And he came. And he was standing in front of me. And the glory of the Lord filled that field. The, the presence of God was so heavy in that place. We shook in our sandals. The angel came. The light, the cloud, and the glory of God. And the angel looked at us and said, Don't be afraid. I bring you great news of inexpressible joy. For born to you today in the city of David is a Savior, and his name is Christ, and he is the Lord. You'll know him because when you get there, you'll find him wrapped in cloths in a manger. If it didn't get any better, I mean, an angel came to tell us about the birth of Jesus. An angel came to us shepherds in the middle of a field to tell us about the birth of the Savior, the Messiah. Then the fields were full of angels. Everywhere we looked, there was angels, and they were shouting out. They were singing out. They were telling one another, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And the singing filled the air. The shouts filled the air. The angels and the, and the, and the message that Jesus had come. And it's just as quickly as they came, they were gone. We stood looking at each other. Did that just happen? Did you just see what I saw? Did you hear what I heard? Am I losing it? Have I been with these sheep too long? The angel didn't ask us if we wanted to go. The angel said, when you go to Bethlehem, the city of David, you'll find him. We didn't have any other option. We weren't asked. We were commissioned. We were commissioned to be the evangelists of the good news. These dirty, filthy shepherds, all of us smelling like sheep, 
We hadn't had baths. We hadn't, we'd been out in the fields grazing our sheep. And the angel chose us to tell the story. So we ran off to Bethlehem. We left our sheep and we ran to Bethlehem. Into town we went. Who knows what happened to our sheep that night while we were gone? We didn't plan for this. We get into town and there we found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. Wrapped in blankets. The Savior of the world didn't come in the king's court. The Savior of the world didn't come with some great fanfare in town. He wasn't announced in the local newspaper. The telegraph didn't catch it. He came for you and he came for me as a baby. most humble way. He was surrounded by animals. The stable smelled like animals. Full of the hay and the feed. But that's not how my Savior should be treated. That's not how the king of kings should be treated. That's not how the creator should be treated. But he came and he emptied himself. And he became the great shepherd. He became the shepherd that laid down his life for me. He became the shepherd that gave everything for me. He was the lowly shepherd. But someday, he's coming back as a conquering king. He came in a manger, but he's coming back on a white stallion. He came with no fanfare, but he's coming back with the trumpet shout and the call of God from heaven and the angels declaring, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He came as a humble servant, but he's coming again. He's coming again as the great judge who judges all mankind. Yeah, he came, but he's coming again. My shepherd. David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. You anoint my head 
You prepare a table before me in front of my enemies. My cup is overflowing. Surely, surely, certainly, absolutely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. David said, who is my great shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. Christ is his name. Jesus is his name. The Messiah is his name. The Lord is my shepherd. And I know his voice. I hear his voice. He leads me. He guides me. He protects me. He directs me. He's my caretaker. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, you can leave me alone in green pastures and I'll want. You can leave me alone in the mountainside and I'll want. You can leave me alone by the, 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 the waters, the clear crystal waters, and I'll still want. You can leave me alone in, in, in any of these places and I will still want. But when Christ is there, when my shepherd is there, I shall not want. He satisfies my soul. I might have the, the green fields, but he is the satisfier of my longing. When his presence is near, I can rest. I shall not want. You know, you can read Psalms 23. It's a powerful, powerful scripture. But you can't have Psalms 23 without Psalms 22. It was a prophecy about the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You can't, have the, you can't have the still waters without the cross. You can't have the lush meadows without the cross. You can't have the I shall not want without the cross. Everything that is provided in Psalms 23 comes by way of Psalms 22, the cross. If I want to see him as my shepherd, I must first see him led to the slaughterhouse. I must first see him murdered for me. I must see his blood shed for me. And then I see him. Then I really see him as my great shepherd. I shall not want. The cross has made way for me to not want. He leads me. He leads me and brings me into lush green meadows. He makes me lie down. His word is the luscious green meadows that I can feast on. He brings me into a place of the riches of his word and I can feast you can feast on his word and be satisfied. His word is like green meadows are to the sheep. You can find your nourishment in his word. You know, sheep are funny though. They won't lie down 
unless certain conditions are met. Sheep have to have a place free from fear. If there's tension in the sheep, worry about what animal may come and steal them or kill them, destroy them, they'll be fearful. And so they have to have an environment where they feel safe and secure. Sheep won't lie down if there's a pecking order among the sheep. You know that term? We call it a budding order in sheep world. The older sheep will headbutt the younger sheep out of their green space, out of their sleep space, and they, they establish a pecking order, as it were, and there's tension among the sheep. If you listen closely, they start gossiping about one another. They start telling stories on one another, and there's tension in the sheep. They won't lie down. They won't be at peace. They also have to be free from parasites and aggravations. If the flies are bad or the parasites are bad, if they're annoyed, they won't lie down. So you try to care for the sheep and make sure that there's no bugs and parasites and clean them if they've got parasites. And they won't lie down if they're hungry. So you have to make sure they're fed and they're watered so they'll be at peace. It's interesting. When Christ comes, he removes our fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. He levels the pecking order. There's no, there's no one greater than the other. We are all the body of Christ. He deals with those things that annoy us, that are nuisance to us. He removes them. He protects us. No weapon that's formed against us will prosper. He guards us and protects us. And he feeds us from the riches of his word. David said that he leads me beside still waters. I can drink with joy from the wells of salvation. The well of salvation has not been stopped up. There's no rock that's laying over the, over, the, over the well. There is a well of salvation for you and for me, and we could drink freely from that well with joy. He is the river that flows from the throne that we can drink from. He is the river that flows from the altar of the temple that we can drink from. Jesus said that you could drink of him, drink and drink and drink and drink. We can drink of the goodness of the Lord. We can drink of the spirit of God. He restores my soul. Sin has its effects on our mind and our will and our emotions. Sin will take you further. It will destroy you. It will, it will break your emotions. It's like being out in the, in the desert sun, in the noon sun, with it beating down on you. Sin has its effects 
on your soul. Things you thought you never would do. Things you said you thought you never would say. Places you went that you never thought you'd ever go. The effects of sin. It will break you. It will haunt you. It will taunt you. It will torment you. The skeletons that lurk in your closet that nobody knows about. The effects of sin upon you. But he restores my soul. He brings me out of the heat. He brings me into his shade. And he loves me. He wraps his arms around me. And he loves me. He picks me up. And he revives my drooping head. He restores my soul. He removes the effects of the heat. In Acts, it says that, that, he, that when we repent, that seasons of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. When Jesus is there, when my shepherd is there, there's seasons of refreshing. There's, it's a place, it's a time of renewal and refreshing. He obliterates the skeleton. He uproots the root of sin. He gives me a new nature. He refreshes my soul. When I go through life, this world is full of depravity. It's full of sin. We see it so greatly in the world around us. But the depravity doesn't affect me. The depravity doesn't have to pull me down. The depravity of this world doesn't have to weigh me down because my great shepherd is refreshing my soul. My great shepherd, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures evermore. Yeah. My shepherd. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. There is a highway of holiness. There is a road Narrow as it may be, he's ordered my steps. He's directed my path. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. My great shepherd has gone before and he leads me, not down the highway of destruction. Oh, pride will lead you to destruction. It brings about death. But my shepherd has brought me down a humble path path of holiness Isaiah calls it a highway of holiness what a road what a pathway a pathway that's not known about being smooth and without obstacle and without issue but a roadway a highway that is promised that the breaker shall go before me and he will remove the gates of iron. He'll break down every obstacle that's in front of me. My great shepherd has gone before and he's cleared the pathway ahead of me. If I'll follow after him, if I'll pursue him as a sheep, 
my shepherd's going to take care of me for his name's sake. He's marked me just like the sheep with the earmark. I've been marked. You've been marked as a sheep. You bear not your name, but the name of Christ is marked on your life for his name's sake. You see, when the shepherd marks the sheep, those sheep are his, and he's responsible to get those sheep safely where they need to be. He's responsible for their care. He's responsible for everything that pertains to the sheep. For his name, he sustains me. For his name, he cares for me. For his name, I'm his. And he sustains my life. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There's all sorts of wild beasts that would love to destroy me. The, the devil goes about roaring like a lion. He's always seeking, looking to destroy me. But as a she, I'm not worried about, you see, I'm not worried about those things. I'm not worried about the wild beast. I'm not worried about the animals that are lurking in the darkness because I'm hidden in Christ. I'm hidden in my Savior. I'm hidden in my shepherd. And he's prepared a feast for me. Oh, I know the enemies are out there. I know that they would like nothing more than to destroy me. But my shepherd has protected me. They've got to go through my shepherd who's prepared a feast. This isn't an ordinary feast. He is the bread that came down from heaven. He is the bread of life. He is the water of salvation. He is the renewal and the refreshing. I can feast on him. I feast on Christ. I feast on his word. He's brought me in to his banqueting table. He's prepared a banquet for me. He's prepared a banquet for you with the best delicacies. The finest food has been laid out. It's a spiritual feast. And it's been prepared. It's been prepared before you. He's brought me to his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. He's singing over me. He prepares the table for me. He is the feast. He is the food. He is the meal. And he is the love that's pouring out over me. His banner over me is love. There's no manipulation in this meal. He didn't set me down to tell me a thing. He didn't bring me to the feast to tell me about my enemies. He didn't bring me to the feast to tell me how I messed up. He didn't bring me to the table to talk about politics and how the world's going bad. He didn't bring me to the table to have contention with my family. He brought me to the table to feast on him, to delight in him. He brought me to the table to pour his love on me.
he anoints my head with oil. Remember the rod? And the sheep would pass under the rod. And every tenth one, the color would fall on the sheep and designate him as holy to the Lord. I pass under the rod of my shepherd and his anointing oil falls upon me. The rod of his protection, the rod of his discipline, as I pass under his rod, the anointing falls upon me. The oil comes upon me and he separates me. He sets me apart as his. Sometimes you have to go through the rod of discipline, through the rod of testing, to see the anointing. Sometimes you have to pass under the rod, but it's in that place of intimacy with the shepherd, just you and him, as you stand there under his rod of protection, safety is in the discipline. Safety is in the discipline. Anointing is in the discipline. And as you stand there, you and him, nobody else, he inspects you. He looks you over because he knows his sheep. He knows every detail about his sheep's life. He knows every detail about the sheep that's standing before him. And the oil drops upon the sheep. It's in that place of vulnerability when I stand before my shepherd. And he looks at me with those loving eyes. I look back with trust. I'm a sheep in my shepherd's hands. I'm a sheep who relies upon my shepherd and his anointing comes upon me. It's not just enough to color me, it's enough that changes me. My cup runs over. It's not just smeared on, it's poured upon me. The same anointing. Jesus said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed that same anointing that's on my shepherd. Your name is like oil poured forth. He anoints me with his oil. It's not just any old olive oil. It's his oil. It's the frankincense and the myrrh of his name. It's the frankincense and the myrrh and the olive oil of his power and his authority. He empowers me to be the sheep that he's called me to be. He enables me to be a part of the sheepfold. He anoints my head with oil. 
just like the priests, just like David, when Samuel came and he took the horn of oil and he began to pour it over David. He anoints my head. Surely, everybody say surely. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. (laughs) There's an anointing on my life. There's a fragrance on my life. I didn't put it there. I didn't place it there. I passed under the rod of my shepherd and there's, there is an anointing. There's a fragrance on my life that attracts goodness and mercy. The goodness of the Lord is the joy the joy in God, the delight. It's a word for delight in God. The joy in God. And the mercy, the cassette, the mercy, the multifaceted mercies of God on my life. Surely goodness, surely the delight, surely the cassette, surely, certainly they're following me. The shepherd is leading me. When I am in my shepherd's path and he's leading me, surely, surely, goodness and mercy will follow after us. You can't have delight in God without his mercy. You can't have joy in God without his mercy. by his mercies that were not consumed. His mercies bring me in to the sheepfold. And it's there as the sheep I find my delight. I'm not trying to eat stale, moldy grass. I'm feasting on the fresh manna of his word. Surely goodness and mercy. David also said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. That valley, oh, it's just a valley. It's intended to pass through the valley. It's not, it's just the porch. It's not the home. It's, it's just the passage, not the goal. We're on our way. It's just a place of transition to get where we're going. We have to walk through the valley. But even in death, the shepherd leads us. Even in the place of death and darkness where uncertainty lies around the corner in the darkness of the valley, still he leads me to the mountaintop. It's just a passage. Even in death, he's leading me. It's just a step from from what is in the pastures of this life into the heavenly world. An unseen world that's more real than the air that you're breathing right now. We can talk about the pastures of this life. 
We could talk about experiencing God in this life, but there is yet another world, an unseen world that's more real. It's here this morning. It's all around us. It's all around us right now. There's an unseen world closer than the very air that you're breathing. He's right here today. The shepherd is right here today. And he's leading you. He's guiding you. Where is he taking you? David answered that too. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where is he bringing me? He's leading me to his home. Just like the shepherds in the winter months bring the sheep into their home and care for them. He's leading me. He's bringing me into his house so that he can care for me and take care of me. It's there that I'll have permanent fellowship forever. No longer have to worry about whether there's a green grass around the corner or wild beast out to destroy. Don't have to worry about who's coming into the sheepfold next. No worries. Permanently, finally, and forever. In the house of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How about you today? Is he your shepherd? Is he leading you? Is he directing like the sheep? Is he directing your life? Bartholomew. <laughs> My sheep. Who was lost? My sheep who was lost is now found. The shepherd will leave the 99 to find the He's made a place of safety for you and I. I didn't deserve it. I was a wayward sheep. I was a sheep who was lost and didn't know it. You were a little sheepadoo, a little Bartholomew, and you didn't even know you were lost. You didn't even know that you need found. You were carrying the stench of this world. You were carrying the stench of dirty world. But Christ came. The shepherd came. Why did he tell the shepherds 
Why did the angels come and announce it to the shepherds? Like Christ, who became our great shepherd, he's made us evangelists of the great news that our shepherd has come. That our shepherd has come. My shepherd has come. Today he's calling out. Today he's calling out your name. Tony, Mike, Cindy, the shepherd is calling out. Can you hear his voice? He's looking for that lost sheep in the dark wilderness. He's calling out your name. Today, if you're in the sheepfold of Christ, you've been commissioned. You have a story to tell. If you're still wandering in the wilderness, can you hear his voice? Can you hear him calling out? Why don't you bow your head and close your eyes this morning? Jesus, I thank you that you are the great shepherd. Jesus, I thank you that you've come. Our shepherd has come. The lowly shepherd. You've come to rescue the lost. You've come to save those who are in the wilderness, to keep them from falling into destruction. How is it with your soul today, with every head bowed and eye closed? How is it with you and the Lord today? Can you hear him calling out your name? Do you hear the voice of the Lord in the wilderness crying out, calling out? drawing you in. You might be here this morning and say, Pastor, I've never asked the Lord. Never. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so wonderful.